Running a pet business is no walk in the park. I've been there, done that, and sure have the campfire stories to prove it. That's why Pet Boss Nation created Camp Pet Boss, where you can relax at a beautiful lake, refuel your leadership confidence with our in-person activities, and reignite your passion for the pet business of your dreams with your pet industry peers and trusted experts. Camp Pet Boss is a one-of-a-kind business retreat that mixes conference learning sessions and camp-like activities for pet professionals and their dogs. When was the last time that you got away from your business, unplugged from the chaos, and reconnected with your inner entrepreneurial spirit? And I hope that you heard me, that your furry best friend could be there too. Get ready for the most amazing and unique in-person adventure for pet business owners and their dogs, happening this summer in Lake Delton, Wisconsin, August 27th through the 30th of 2024. Tickets will sell out, and one building is already booked solid, So I want you to hit pause on this podcast and visit camppetboss.com right now to make sure that you have a room reserved. Your ticket price includes all food, lodging, and seminars. Need another reason to secure your ticket early? How about a massive discount of savings of $850 off your ticket? That's right. Early bird pricing is happening right now, but not for much longer. And I can't wait to hang out with you at camp this summer and share all those juicy pet boss stories around the campfire. So I've been keeping a secret and now I'm ready to share the news with you. I'm pregnant with my first child, which means a baby pet boss will be coming into this world in February of 2023. My husband, Joey, and I are so excited and we've been working on our family actually for a very long time. So this is happening much later in life than I had expected, but I am ready. I can't wait to bring you on this journey with me as I navigate preparing my business, Pet Boss Nation, for such a big change. We're already sharing some of the behind the scenes on our TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook accounts. So make sure that you're following us there. Just look for Pet Boss Nation on any of those social channels. Because the things that I'm going to be working on and that I plan to share with you along the next few months will help your business too, whether you're having a baby or not. You know, a 12 week leave of absence may seem excessive, but can you take one month off right now? What about even just one week? There could be an illness, an emergency, or heck, maybe you just want to reward yourself with a big vacation. Finding ways that we can actually remove ourselves from our business usually ends up being a good thing. And my guest today and I are going to talk about all of it. You know, I thought it would be a fun episode for today's podcast if I brought on a guest who has actually just had a baby and is currently in her maternity leave to give me some advice on the subject. I can't wait for you to meet my good friend and design expert who we've worked with for many years, Kayla Peepkow of Docs Design. Welcome to the Boss Your Business Podcast, the show for the local pet business owner. If you have a physical building, carry inventory, have a team, or dream of having one someday, then this podcast is for you. You'll hear honest conversations from pet pros work in the streets of Main Street, where dog business is big business. I'm your show host, Candace Daniolo, the founder of Pet Boss Nation and a pet business coach. 
I've started, scaled, and sold three successful pet businesses, and now help mentor thousands of pet professionals to see success faster together. I'm sharing my favorite business tips with you, mixed with the latest secrets of what's working now, especially in this challenging world. So if you're a pet supply store, grooming salon, dog daycare, boarding facility, pet sitter, dog trainer, or really anyone covered in fur, let's get started. Well, my special guest today is Kayla from Docs Design. Thank you for being here on the Boss Your Business podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to chat today. I am too. You know, this is very uncharted territory for me, and I'm actually really, really nervous. <laughs> I don't know why. Oh my goodness. I don't know why. I feel like between, you know, you and some others that have had babies recently in the pet industry, I feel like I'm in good company and I've got some great women around me to help me prepare for a maternity leave, potentially, hopefully a maternity leave. (laughs) Yeah. I I actually was just joking with my husband. You know, luckily we had some people who were going along the pregnancy journey with us and they were like, Oh, it's so hard. So hard, which it is really hard. But I was like, you know what, being a business owner for me, like really prepared me for motherhood. Like I was like, I feel like running a business is almost as hard, maybe a little less hard than having a baby, but it's like the same kind of mindset of like, you know, kind of navigating uncharted territory when you're first a business owner. And I think a lot of people maybe who don't do that and like just work a job and then go into motherhood, motherhood is kind of their first experience of that. So I was like, wow, I actually was surprised that like owning a business kind of prepared me in some ways I wasn't really expecting when it came to actually having a new baby. So I was like, we got this. Oh, that's, that's great to hear. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Somebody told me recently today too, actually, that they were like, oh, you've already been a dog mom for so long. And that's for sure prepared you. It's different but I'm sure it's prepared. And I was like, I was yes. like, yeah, but they're like, they snuggle and sleep a lot. <laughs> like, they don't cry with anyway. Yeah. yeah. We'll things. get into it. We'll yeah. get into it. <laughs> we will. We will. All right. So you talking about business, you know, you started your design business, Docs Design. I'd love for you to share first with everyone about that business. Yeah. So um, Docs Design is a full service creative studio. We really specialize in brand packaging and social media graphic design. We typically help all types of clients. A lot of them are small business owners in the retail and product space. We did start out primarily servicing the pet industry, and that's obviously near and dear to our heart. It's why we started the business. It is the biggest industry that we service. But we like to say that we take pretty much any small business from underdog to top dogs by being the go-to creative agency. We really like to tell people's visual brand story, and I have a really amazing team that helps me do that. So I actually have six full-time designers now that are working with me. Yeah, yeah, it's been awesome. So I'm actually the creative director and I've really kind of stepped into that CEO role, which I know we're going to talk about a little bit today. But yeah, I have an amazing team and, you know, we work with all kinds of people just with all design and branding things. Nice. Yeah. You know, you've really grown your company over these years and it's been fun to watch and then fun to not only see your growth, but also the brands that you evolve from what they were to what they become. And there's just such great, like before and afters in the design and branding world. 
Yeah, it's awesome. I know this year actually was a really big milestone for us. I When I first started my business, it's been five years, believe it or not. Candace was one of like the first people I reached out to. It wasn't even like a legit LLC yet or anything, but you know, now I'm like a legit LLC and have an actual real business. It's not just a hobby. Like Candace says, it's actually a business now. Yeah. When I first started out though, I wrote down my five dream clients that I wanted to work with. And this year we just wrapped up the fifth one. So we hit all five dream clients this year. And so it's been really fun to be able to kind of get to that milestone. Yeah. It's good to have those visions for ourselves and those goals. You know, same thing for us here in the Pet Boss Club. I had been pushing and pushing. I mean, I'd love to get to that 300 small businesses that are in our Pet Boss Club. And with this last coaching week, we actually got over that to, I think we're at, I haven't looked exactly, but I think we're at about 325 small businesses are now in the membership. And I was just like, gosh, I mean, I didn't realize how good that would feel. <laughs> to like, yeah. I'd sat, we sat at like 250 for so long, you know? And so, yeah, I mean, it's important to have goals for yourself and then to recognize the success that, you know, you've hit when you reach those milestones. So yeah, well, round of applause to both oh, of us. Thank you. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> a round of applause. And let's give you some applause because you have just birthed a human, a two-legged yes. kid <laughs> into the world. Tell us about your new baby girl. Yes. So just welcomed our first daughter first child into the world. I have three fur children. Like you said, my first two-legged child, her name is Winter. I know every mom thinks their child is perfect, but yeah, she's like an actual angel on this earth. Like everything she does, I'm like, snap, 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 a million pictures. Like my entire camera is her. My husband's like, oh my gosh, the amount of photo shoots you're doing. So she's super chill. I just can't believe that when I look at her, I'm like, oh my gosh, I created you. It's funny because a lot of people kept saying like, you know, you're going to love her more than your dogs. And I'm like, there's no way, no way I'll love her, ever love anything as much as my dogs. Like my dogs, are my babies, my dogs are my, but you know what? It happened. I do love her just a smidge more than the weans. So yeah. I had that thought this morning because I had an extra, like some snuggle time with the, with the Pomeranians in the bed. And Dory is just like my, my, I don't know. She's the love of my yeah. life. The best thing yeah. that's ever happened to me. And I actually had that thought today. I was like, I hope that we can still snuggle when the baby's here because, and I think I, I hope I'm always going to love you. You're really always going to be the love of my life, Dory. I just know it. But yeah, that's been one thing we've had to navigate is we're like uh, dividing attention between the dogs and the baby. It's like, okay, whenever we're not snuggling baby time for a dog to sub in. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Winter has a nickname. You call her Winnie. Is that right? Yeah. We call her Winnie. Yep. We yeah. named her Winter. We're a huge Game of Thrones fans. So that's where the name Winter came from. I like that. Yeah. So what's something interesting about her? Oh, she was born under a full moon. So I'm really into like astrology and all of that. She was a week early actually. And I went into labor, like labored all day. And she ended up coming right when a big orange full moon was out. Yeah. Yeah. So it was really cool. The hospital we were in had like a big window and like literally could see the moon, like while we were giving birth to her, it was just a really cool experience. And I was like, she was born under a full moon, which I think is just going to like affect a lot of her personality and things like that. So fun fact, fun fact. And then what's her sign? Oh, she's a Leo. A Leo. Okay. She was like right on the brink of not being a Leo and being a Virgo. She was like, 
like a week off and I was telling my husband, I was like, she's coming out. She's being a Leo. I was like, we're making it happen. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I've already envisioned what her personality is going to look like because that he's like, yeah, a couple of days really going to make her personality. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Yeah. I'm just curious that, you know, we've talked about that. I would love to take a maternity leave. And of course I'm going to, I'm going to have to, I understand that. Right. I mean, I know I'm going to have to. And it was funny. I recently met with my mastermind that I'm in and it was a a bunch of online business owners and they've had children. And I asked them, I was like, so come on, I'll be realistic with me. Am I going to need like 30 days of hundred percent off? Am I going to need two months? Like, am I really going to, am I just never going to want to work again? Like give me the gist here. And it was interesting when I got her back from them and they were like, well, no, yeah. I mean, it's really like, you're, you're not going to be available as much. And so they gave me some great tips and, but they had also said that you may actually want to work like, cause you're so you and I are similar like that. Like we're workaholics, right? We love yep. what we do. <laughs> and it really was our identity, right? I mean, for me, like this, yep. this is my identity. And if the baby's going to be sleeping a lot, like I probably will need to find time or not even need to, but like find things I want to work on or think of projects I can do when they're sleeping. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think it's a little bit different. I mean, obviously it's different for every yeah. single woman. Yeah. It's different how your labor goes, like C-section versus not. There's like a longer recovery period. It's different, like how your baby's sleeping. It's really obviously different yeah. for everyone. I know some people take a little bit longer. I was really blessed. My husband actually gets 12 weeks off through his work. I'm really lucky that his work was able to do that. So I have someone who's supporting me. So because of that, that's what I opted for too. I was like, you know what, if you're going to be off for 12 weeks, I'm going to try to be off for 12 full weeks as well. So that was kind of the goal for me was we're going to be off for 12 weeks. Here I am, what, six weeks in and I'm working already because like you said, I just couldn't quite keep away. So currently right now she turns two months in about a week and I'm working about a day a week right now, kind of like slowly easing into it. But the nice part is I don't have to, my team really has it locked down and there was a lot of preparation, which I know we're going to talk about Mm -hmm. that led up into that. And I got it to the point where like my business is essentially running without me and that I get to come in when I want to come in and work on the things that I want to work on, which is really nice. You know, I've given myself the flexibility now with, if she is down for a nap, I can come in and work on what I need to and not have to be like stressing or worrying about that. Babies do take up a lot more of your time. I think that's the one thing I was the most shocked about is I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like a all day, every day. Like literally I'm feeding you and then you take a nap, then I'm feeding you. And then you take a nap and I'm feeding you. That was a thing a bit of a shock for me was I'm like, oh, okay, this is a little bit more work than I was initially thinking. So I'm really glad that I was able to do a lot of that upfront work so that I didn't have my job stressing me out on top of like trying to learn this new role as a mom. I want to just preface, cause I know we've got listeners of all ages and all, you know, choices or medical decisions or whatever it is. And some are not mothers of children, but what we're going to talk about, I think is really going to be helpful for them in any scenario, because oh, whether it's an emergency leave an illness leave, I mean, I have a friend who she had to go take care of her mom in the hospital and had to be at the hospital a lot for like weeks and taking care of her mom's life. And she, her business needed to run without her. What we're going to talk about is your advice to me and what you've gone through to get your company in a position so that you could take this time off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not going to be all baby talk. And I mean, I actually started a lot of this work because I was getting sick of working like 60, 70 hours a week. Yeah. So that's why I started a lot of this work in preparation for 
for it. And I mean, even just taking a vacation, I was like constantly on my emails, like constantly checking in with people, constantly putting out fires. Like I wasn't even really able to enjoy like stepping away vacation time. I was like on my phone the entire time. So, I mean, even something as simple as like being able to take a week vacation and know that your business isn't going to blow up. I think that like a lot of this Obviously, we're talking about like the most extreme scenario of like taking 12 weeks off, but I think a lot of it can apply. Yeah, totally. What did you do to prepare your company for this leave? Yeah. So I started about a year ago, actually taking the process side and the admin side of my business seriously. So Um, And that has been what's allowed me to grow so much in the past year. Um, So like I said, first starting out, I was kind of just a freelancer, just doing design. I had one designer, shout out Zan. She is like my best second in command now. I know we all have one of those that we like trust with our life. Um, But she was just kind of contracting for me. And it was kind of like, I was running everything admin. I was running all client communication. I was running all business things, marketing, social media. I mean, business owners who are listening, you know how it is. You're wearing every single hat. Um, and not really giving the people who were helping me a lot of insight into how that stuff was coming to be. They kind of just thought like, okay, Kayla's, what's Kayla doing? And things are just happening, you know? So I quickly realized that like, if I need to step away and if I need someone to do something, I need SOPs. So I know that's something that you guys have talked about before. I had nothing written down. It was all in my head. Like what I do when this happens, I knew where to go and what to look for, what email to pull up. I had nothing written down to kind of like actually outline what needs to be done. So that was step one for me was actually, you know, writing down procedures and standard opera SOPs is like the fancy business way of saying them. So actually writing down, okay, here's our services. What do I do? Even though I do it every single day and it seems so mundane and like no one would even care to know what this is, but it's like those little things that actually make the business run smoothly. So um, I first started sitting down and just kind of like writing out what I do when this happens, what I do when this happens, how this kind of comes to be but actually getting that in writing and having it in a central location we kind of just started out with google drive and i had things linked and you know i started realizing certain questions are being asked every single day why am i typing up the same response four times when i can just write it once and throw it in this google drive and tell people to go there even just doing that cut up down on like the amount of like slack messages and emails i was getting from my team and it's like they knew where to go to look for that mm-hmm. so that was really step one for me was kind of starting to get that once i felt good about that it was like okay now what can we automate what am i doing every single day that does not to be an actual physical task every single day and this is where i actually brought on some outside help so that would be kind of tip number one for me i know Every like service provider tells you to invest in yourself and and invest in your business, but seriously do it. I am not an expert at like automation software. I knew kind of the route I wanted to go, but I was like, instead of me spending hours trying to learn this and like set up these complicated workflows and things, I was like, I'm just going to hire a company that does this full time and they're going to do it for me. So I was able to take those SOPs and kind of explain to them my goals okay, I'm spending X amount of time 
typing out this email or I'm spending X amount of time doing this. Like, how can we automate it? They came back with my three services and having those outside eyes really helped me be like, oh my God, I've been spending how much time on this admin task that could be spent here, like generating sales. So that was really helpful for me to kind of bring that outside company. We use a software called Dubsado. It's more Mm -hmm. for service providers, but they automated a lot of my emails and things that I was spending hours on Mm -hmm. a week doing. Yeah. I was going to say like, were they already familiar with the softwares you were using or did you have to end up switching software? I did have to switch a little bit of my software, but the reason I hired them is because they were Dubsado experts. They did bring a couple of additional things to the table for me. I use a software called ClickUp, which is like Mm -hmm. for task management sort of things. There were some things that I told them were, I'm not changing. Like I'm staying on Google drive. I don't want to change that. I use Calendly for my links. So there were certain parameters I put in place that they were able to work around. They use like some third party thing called Zapier that like connected everything. It's like magic, but I don't know how to do it. Maddie, (laughs) fortunately her husband, Jordan is like a Zapier expert. So he's taught her and it is nice to have tech people in your life. Cause even though I feel like I'm fairly techie, I feel like I'm not actually, when you meet people who are really techie, <laughs> yeah, well, really that's how it's like with, I feel like anything, like you said, it felt like magic. That's how it felt like for me. I'm like, how did you do this? And I hear that from our clients all the yeah. time. When we get, we give them brands, they're like, Oh my God, it's like magic. And I'm like, Oh, it's not, it's not like magic. There's a lot of work <laughs> that goes behind it, but that's how, you know, if someone's good at their job and like why you're investing in them is because right. they literally just made your life so much easier. That was super helpful to get all that. And then kind of the third and final thing I did, a lot of my contract employees I had, I actually hired them on as employees and actually gave them real roles and like real things that they're supposed to be doing every day. Not just like, here's work when I have it, but like, oh, I'm doing this thing. And the reason I never hired someone else to do it was because I never had it written down, never had a training and how to do it. And now I can like, like do all that and trust someone and know that they're really going to own this position. And I started offloading things I don't want to do anymore. So like, I'm like, I don't like answering emails all day, every day. So I hired a VA to do that. I don't like doing this or that. I so I hired someone else to do that. And now I just have on my plate, the things I actually enjoy doing and bring me joy. So I think kind of like, um, a symptom of doing this is I kind of found more joy in my business. Again, I'm not as burnt out as I was when I was working those like 60 hour weeks doing absolutely everything. Yes. Great advice there. So about a year ago, you were just started getting serious about the business and same thing with my pet businesses that like completely transforms. Once you can start have managers take things over and really start to step away from your business, true freedom from all of the day-to-day drama will come with processes and systems. And then, so that's your first suggestion. And then looking at where you could automate and then, uh, turning these contractors into employees. That's great. Again, if people are listening, already have employees, I think it's more about one of the things you said was giving them ownership of real roles and they're, they're taking on responsibilities. So to step away, like we need to step away or in an emergency, if if people have to, or to take a vacation, you have to start to coach your employees and help them make decisions and not micromanage them. Right. They, they have to really be like, treat that business and that role. Like it's their own business. Yeah, I think that has been the hardest part too. Yeah. This whole yeah. thing for me has been relinquishing control, which I think all business owners can relate to. Yes. And it's like telling myself, I, I hired this person because I trust them and they can do it. So let me not look over their shoulder and just yeah. let them do it. And you know what? If they make mistakes, they might make mistakes because right. they're human. But like then let's write down what went wrong and then come up with like a procedure for if that happens so it doesn't happen again sort of thing. So yeah. really being able to like relinquish control, I think has been helpful helpful too in this process. 
When we think then about now you're on your maternity leave, have you had to make any adjustments with those processes you've set up? Yeah, there's been a couple times where like not a fire, but it was like, hey, Kayla, not a super big emergency, but X, Y, Z. And I'm like, oh, that's something I should have documented. So, I mean, it's like an ongoing thing, obviously, that your business is always growing. But I think now the good thing with my team and what I really try to be is as transparent as possible. So when I started this process a year ago, I brought all of my employees into it. Now, not you're all going to own this and tell me what to do, because if you get too many cookies, in the kitchen, it could be too much, but you know, there was things that maybe they were seeing doing the day-to-day tasks that I wasn't seeing. So I thought it was good, you know, to hear from them and not just me be like, this is how we're going to do things now. It you know, I kind of molded it around like, okay, this is what's working. This is what's not, this is what I'm hearing from, you know, a lot of my employees. So I really brought them into the process. So they knew, you know, me leaving on maternity leave, like this was the reason we're doing it. So they've been really transparent with me about like, okay, maybe this isn't working or that isn't working. And they've really been able to like adapt and they know where to go because we have that central location of like everything they've been adding to it. And I've been away. So I personally actually haven't really had to adjust a whole lot. They have been kind of doing it on the fly because I set it up in a way for it to be done that way and really did empower them to like, you know, I want people who have ownership in my business as well. Obviously as a business owner, no one's going to ever be as passionate about your business as you, but I think having employees that feel like they're a part of it and feel like, you know, they're contributing to it just makes it that much stronger and helps them take ownership over it. And, um, I mean, it makes your business better in the end of the day. I want to know though, now what emotions were you going through leading up? We're talking like, you know, right as it's coming up, I'm sure you had emotions about the business and knowing the baby's coming, like (laughs) that final countdown, like be real with me here. Like, yeah. (laughs) So actually, actually, as things always go, that last month, uh, of before we had a couple fires with clients, of course, you know, it's like everything was going so smoothly. Then like that last like three weeks before I was about to give birth, we had a couple like major changes with brands and like a couple of things like that. Luckily though, I, up until that point, um, I wasn't like, okay guys, we're going to do this thing. We're going to do this thing. We're going to do this thing. Bye. We were practicing mm-hmm. up until that point. So, you know, I was like, have slowly having my employees take over calls, slowly stepping away. So because of that, I had a lot less anxiety than I had initially thought. I had a lot of anxiety about like the birth and like that (laughs) side of things, but I had a lot less anxiety about like the business side. Um, So, you know, it was, it was just kind of like, at that point I was like, so tapped out energy wise, everything was sore. I'm like, you know what? Okay. My business, my, my team has got this. I'm going to kind of just relinquish control and let's see how this goes. So it was really kind of freeing almost. I think it's a good um, way to put it because being on maternity leave, like actually having a baby that is forcing you to step away. I actually had to step away. Like when you go on vacation, you don't actually have to step away. I mean, sometimes I still check my phone. My husband yells at me and tells me to like leave it in the hotel. And it's like, I know I could and like go on vacation and things would be good, but you know, as business owners who are workaholics, it's like, you can't quite put it away. Um, so because I was like, so forced to put it away, it was a very like freeing emotion. And I was like, yeah. got this. I love it. Um, yeah, that was one of the advice that these other people have given me too, is like, whatever we get into play, try to put it in place about a month before we're supposed to have the babies so that 
we can figure out any road bumps. We can't, you know, I am still available if there was something that they had questions on. What has worked really well over these last two months? I think, like I said, that central location of having somewhere for people to look. And I know like it's old school. Some people like print out and put it in the binder. Let me tell you what, my designers are not going to look through a binder and read a bunch of stuff. (laughs) So I, you know, did it really well in like Google docs where I linked like questions and organized it that way. I recorded screen recordings and like videos. So I did a bunch of different learning styles because, you know, some people are readers, some people are visual, some people are this. So I made sure to kind of cover all my bases there because I I know that a couple of my designers are not readers. And if I was going to put two page SOP, they weren't going to read it. So it's like, yes, I did that for the readers, but then I also did a quick little video. And then I also did like a snapshot, like summarized version of it. So that has worked really well, being able to have it in multiple different ways in multiple different places and having it all nice and organized. And also knowing that they can go there. So for example, while I was out, there was a couple of times that one question got asked and one of my designers took the initiative and was like, Hey guys, I've seen this question has been asked a couple of times. So I added it into the Google doc and like linked the folder that everyone keeps asking for. And yeah. like, guess what? No one's asked that question right. <laughs> anymore. Right. So now that you've set up a system for how you can train and your, and your, how your policies are and how your processes are, they can now start to help you build the rest of your processes and policies because they know the format to follow. That's great. So what would you do differently? I honestly wish I would have done this when I like first started my business. I know it's so hard though, when you're like first starting a business, cause you're like kind of trying to figure it out. You don't really know your processes, things are changing, but it's like, even just in those early stages, when I was doing stuff, if I would have just wrote it down instead of just having it in my head, I was like, I could have onboarded employees faster. I could have grown maybe a little bit faster. Maybe took on a little bit more work, could have stepped away a little bit more. So honestly, just doing it earlier, I wish I would have, I would have been able to kind of see the foresight that that was important. I think a lot of people who maybe happily stumble upon being a business owner, they don't even really realize that this whole process is like back end portion needs to happen to like scale. Um, so I think that was a real like, Oh, moment for me where it was like, like you said, I've always taken my business seriously, but that kind of like admin growth, the scale side of things. I was like, Oh, kind of opened up a whole new world for me. Right. Right. And it makes me think of like, you know, for me, I I think scaling actually equals that time off or that freedom. And I think maybe people don't like the word scaling because they don't actually want to grow a big team or they don't really want to have multiple locations, but that's not really what it is. Like in the concept of scaling would be that you need to become more efficient. You know, your system's going to be documented and you just kind of need to move farther, faster, which will allow you to have time off. (laughs) That's funny. You said that because when I had initially reached out to this company to help, you know, Mm -hmm. I said, I wanted to scale and they kind of the same thing. They're like, what's your revenue goals? What's your employee? I was like, I like where I'm at. I was like, I don't want to hire any more people. I actually don't want to take on any more clients. I was like, I like where we're at. I was like, I just would like it to run smoother. And like, Mm -hmm. like you said, get it going farther, faster, and like have it not have so many bumps in the road sort of thing. So yeah, I like that you said that because yeah, not everyone wants to be like a billion dollar business and have 20 locations. And I think that's one thing that I've learned now being a mom is having to reevaluate like, okay, what do I actually want for my business? And like the reason I started my business was to have freedom to be able to make my own schedule and like hang out with my dogs. That was the whole reason I started my business. And I feel like I kind of lost 
sight of that being Mm -hmm. in the business world, hearing all these messages. And it was like, whoa, 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 let me get back to why I started my business. And now I think that's kind of helped to be like, okay, I have the freedom now because I did these things to set up having the freedom to do what I want to do. Yeah. 100%. And so thinking about what maybe has surprised you about your business or yourself during this maternity leave, would you say that it's that? Yeah, that, and hey, it worked. I'm like a worst case scenario person. I'm like, it's all going to burn down. There's going to be a million fires. You know, you just, I go to worst case scenario and I'm like playing in my head all these things. And I'm like, whoa, okay. Things are happening. Things are good. I feel good. I'm like taking a walk for my baby at like 1 p.m. on a Tuesday. And I'm not worried about this email that's happening over here because I know my my team has got it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's surprised me is like how well I've been able to adjust to like giving up some of that control as a control freak yeah. business owner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's funny, now that you say that too, it reminds me of in my business, not Pet Boss Nation yet, you know, because I am very much the face and we create the content and I do the coaching. So this is different. I'm in a different, I guess, role right now than I was when I had my pet businesses. If I, I'm sure at certain point, if I, in my mind, I was like, okay, if I had my children, when I had my pet store and I hadn't had my systems and process, or I hadn't had my team and managers, I was like, Oh yeah, we'll just throw the baby on and walk around and have it at the store with me. But I had gotten to the point where I had had the managers and team. And, and I think I was forced to do that because of growth decisions I had made. And I just couldn't be at all three locations at once. And they were causing lots of conflict and drama because I didn't have those things in place. And so we worked on getting those SOPs. We really worked on hiring better, becoming a better leader. And it took a long time to get there, but once we got there and I had the right team and I really relinquished all of those responsibilities, it was really freeing and I could leave and I could do all the things I wanted to. And then it was like, that was major dopium though, too, because then like, I didn't want to do any of that stuff anymore. Then I, you know, I was happy that they were taking it over and I would got to a point where I just show up my doggy daycare. And I was like, so do you guys need anything? Can I help with anything? And they're like, no, we got it covered. And I'd sit there and I'm like, my gosh, they don't need me. And so I was like, all right, well, let's go do something else. <laughs> you know, that's how I kind of feel right now is like, yeah. I'm working one day a week and I'm yeah. like, how's it going? Everyone's like, good. And I'm like, are you sure? Do you need anything? Like, what can I do? Right. So (laughs) I bring this up because I'm sure it feels good to like have this time off and it's now things are running and well, and so what will working like look for you um, in in the coming months when you're ready to come back is what's your role and responsibility going to be? I'm actually only coming back part-time. So that was a decision we made. Childcare is like a whole other beast when you have a kid. My husband works from home. I work from home. And that was also kind of the reason why we had set this up is because we were, you know, I have a business, so I kind of have the luxury of doing that where like I can make my own schedule and be with the baby and when I need to be, and then he can take over when needs to be. And, you know, we can, I can kind of make the schedule when I need to. So I'm actually coming um, at a lower quote unquote capacity once my maternity leave is over. So we set it up that way and kind of having this time away has had our team, you know, like I said, step into the roles they need where I feel like if I was like, okay, I'm going part-time and there wasn't a real reason for me to, I probably never would have gone part-time. Mm-hmm. I probably all always would have found stuff to fill my calendar, yeah. like micromanage or stepped into calls that I didn't need to be in yeah. just because I felt like I needed to be. So I think that has really helped me now knowing coming back that like they got it and I can do it. And that's just how it's going to be now. Cool. So do you know yet what your specific tasks are going to be or where your focus is? Yeah. 
I decided I'm going to take over the things I like doing. So I'm a people person. I like talking to people. I like doing these types of things like podcasts. I speak at a lot of conferences and that's something I'm trying to really beef up. So I'm really going to be taking over that part of the business. So I'm taking over that part. And then um, I'm always will be the creative director. Um, so I, you know, like having the big vision for the brands and giving final say of like, they look good or just kind of throwing out some ideas. Obviously our team is like insanely creative and awesome. And so I know I don't need to do that, but it's something I enjoy doing. And I like that part of the process. So I'll always be the creative director, I think in some capacity, maybe not with every brand, but especially some of the ones I get really excited about just kind of like throwing out some ideas and having some design collaboration with the designers. It's always nice. So those are kind of the two roles I'm going to be doing kind of moving forward. I love it. All right. As we wrap up here, any final words of wisdom to either myself or any other new moms to be out there? (laughs) You got this. I think the best thing I could have done is remove myself from all mom groups. I actually saw you just posted on Facebook that newborn schedule and you were like, oh my God, I'm so overwhelmed. I did the exact same thing. I did like too much research. And I think as business owners, we like to be prepared and we like to like go in with this plan and like have it all figured out newborns don't have a plan. They don't adhere to a schedule. They don't care about your plans. So I kind of went in like over-prepared. And I think within the first week, it kind of stressed me out a little bit yeah. because I was like, oh, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. And the baby don't care about it. Yeah. yeah. Like it's going to do what it wants to do. So I think the final words of wisdom would just be just, you know, same thing as with your business, relinquish control. Like just kind of, you kind of got to go with the flow a little bit, which is really hard for us workaholic business owner type people to do, but you know, just kind of relinquish control and be in the moment. Um, winter is already two months old. I actually just packed away all her newborn clothes this morning. I was like, how am I already getting rid of all these? So, I mean, it's true what they say with everyone, the time does go by really fast. So I'm glad I was able to kind of like enjoy those moments, even though they were hard, there was good moments, there's hard moments, but just being able to enjoy them and know that this is going to happen once I think is really helpful. Oh, thank you so much for being here and for sharing your journey. And I can't wait to meet Winnie in the future. Hopefully our, our paths will cross in person, but it's been, it's already been fun. She's going to be coming to conferences with me. I'm going to be toting her around. (laughs) Okay. Fantastic. Yes. For everybody who wants to come check out Doc's design, where's the best way for them to do that? Yeah. So two best ways definitely would be to follow us on Instagram. That is where we share all of our before and afters you were talking about. Just a lot of fun design freebies tips. So our username is dox.design on Instagram. And that is also the URL for our website. So if you go on our website, you can check out our services, our freebies, and then our blog posts as well, which has a lot of design tips for everyone. Awesome. Well, congrats again, Kayla, on your new motherhood here. to you. <laughs> Guys, I'm just so honored that you are tuning into this podcast. And did you know that we've already reached the top 3% of all podcasts across the globe? It's amazing. We're climbing the charts because of our awesome listeners like you. I know there's still pet professionals out there who need to hear all of our doggone good tips shared on this show. Can you help us find them? Now, how you do that is that when you click to follow the podcast, or the more you download different episodes, or if you choose to leave us a review, those things will help the podcast get pushed out into the world so that more people who need to hear this will find it. Thanks so much for your support. And until we talk next week, stay focused, stay motivated, and go boss your business.